Are you an adult with dyslexia? Are you longing for more in your life than the constant, relentless push and pull on your emotions that dyslexia brings? What about those physical demands that require you to constantly shift gears, to rethink? Can I do this? Well, your host, Hope Bill, understands. Diagnosed as an adult, she often believed she wasn't good enough. Fear and shame were her constant companion. Until she met Christ, then everything changed. This podcast is devoted to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to make more room in their life for Christ. You will hear biblical truths that will uplift and challenge you to find a place for dyslexia in your life and to let Christ take center stage of your life. As I look back, my feelings were so conflicted and I was often confused about my inability to read. It took God to tell me that I was grieving the loss of so many things. This grief settled in my spirit and found expression in the way I interacted with people. I was very intimidated around them. I didn't like being in crowds and I didn't like to talk because my thoughts and feelings were difficult to share. I allowed dyslexia to rob me of my confidence because I didn't like how I pronounced words and I always felt that I was pronouncing them incorrectly. I felt unaccepted in a world that placed so much emphasis on communicating well, and I did feel that I measured up. Hello and welcome back to Make Room for More. This episode is about grieving. Yes, you heard me correctly. It's about grief. We will break down the different stages of grief when you have a disability and how we can learn to grow as Christians. Well, Webster's New World Order defines grief as intense emotion, sufferings by a loss, disaster, misfortune, acute sorrow, and or deep sadness. In other words, grief is the emotion and the feelings we experience when we are informed of a loss, such as a diagnosis. So I want to first start off by listing the stages of grief. Now there's a psychologist by the name of Kenneth Moses. He wrote an article back in 2004 where he developed these stages of grief and the grief process for parents. I decided to continue the conversation he started to include adults with dyslexia because I recognized as I was reading the article that I had never grieved as a child. Therefore, I probably hadn't gone through the grief process knowingly as an adult. So here we go. He talked about denial, anxiety, anger, guilt, fear, adjustment, and the reoccurring cycle of grief. I decided to devote an episode to each stage. They can stand alone because there's really no set order and we will discover that we're sometimes all over the place. We will also learn that as we recycle through the grief process, it doesn't mean that if we pass on to another stage, we will never go back to the prior stage again. I believe it means that if we find ourselves going through a stage we've gone through before, We really are ready to take a deeper look at that stage. And the Lord has prepared us to go back deeper into that stage. I hope that makes sense. If not, I think as we continue our conversation, it will become clear. Also, I highly recommend you doing some of the homework that I'm going to be suggesting. Obviously, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. I also want you to keep something else in mind. If you are grieving, please don't grieve alone. Please contact a trusted friend, your physician, a counselor, a pastor, 
it's really important that you reach out to someone for help because grief can become very serious if left untreated. So keep in mind the information that I'm going to be sharing with you today is for educational purposes only. It does not constitute a relationship in terms of they're giving you an advice that should come from a counselor or someone that's more knowledgeable in this area. Okay, with that said, let's start off with the first one I mentioned, and that is denial. For me, grieving started with acceptance, which is the opposite of denial, which did not happen overnight. I first had to accept that I was different from other people and the limitations that having dyslexia imposed. I also had to learn to accept my strengths and weaknesses and embrace God's gifts and talents he had given me, which made me the unique person that I am. Acceptance comes when the heart is open to Christ's love. Hmm, and I thought about that. His love transcends the learning disability. This is why King David could say, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now that comes from Psalms 139. What David shares here tells me that I am not a mistake, regardless of my disability, and that the fashioning of my mind and my body was a very personal, intimate, special work of God. Knowing this, I believe that I was ready to begin my journey towards healing, and this is what I learned. Dr. Moses referred to denial as buying time to permit the person to find the internal strength and external support to deal with what has happened. Now, denial for an adult may mean that we accept the diagnosis and the permanency of the disability, but we may deny the impact that it's having on our lives or may have. Also, denial may mean that we are denying our feelings, how much it hurts to have dyslexia. For me, it took a long time to acknowledge that dyslexia wasn't going away. I'm sorry to admit this, but when I finally did accept the diagnosis and the permanency of it, that God wasn't going to deliver me from this disorder, my attitude almost became arrogant. As far as I was concerned, it the disorder wasn't going to control me, I was going to control it. Nevertheless, I often felt helpless, coping by denying and hiding how it showed up in different areas of my life. I kept trying to tuck it away, you know, out of sight, out of mind. But evidence of its betrayal was always there. And this went on for years. Yet God knew if I chose love, my heart would be healed. Sounds strange, doesn't it? You know, the Apostle Paul says, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Now that can be found in Romans 5, 6. I now know that God's love is the most important force in the universe. The problem was, I was so emotionally detached that it would take many years before he could find a way into my heart. Only those who have not chosen love believes it's not enough. Once you accept it, you will come to realize that it was always enough. I also learned our acceptance of God's love doesn't qualify it or value it. It holds immense value even when it stands alone, longing to enter our hearts. When Paul said that because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts, he shared that this hope found in Christ's death 
on the cross erased my shame and the pain of dyslexia. You may be questioning God's love. Some may even be questioning the wisdom of him allowing us to have a reading disorder. I know I did. Yet each time I cried out to God to remove it, I received the same reply. He said, my grace is sufficient. The power of God's grace made its way into my heart and eventually changed my life. It didn't happen overnight, but the change did happen. I will be forever grateful that God did not give up on me. Now, I've only shared with you briefly about denial, really. There's not enough time to really go into a lot of dialogue about it. But I really would like you to think about this word called denial. Go look it up in the dictionary. You may even need to talk to some of your friends and say or ask them, do I appear to have denial about dyslexia? How does that look like to you? Because sometimes we can be in denial, since that's the stage we're talking about, and not really recognize it as denial. I know I didn't. I just thought I was pushing it away for all the right reasons. But God doesn't want us to push things away. He wants us to look at them up close with him, sometimes with a trusted friend or a counselor, and just examine them for what they are. So, in this little brief section, what I would like to do is call it Keep Moving Forward. I challenge you today to practice the art of release, to release to God your feelings, your anger, your disappointments, to be victorious in releasing your feelings to God. You will have to make some choices to believe that he is more than capable of receiving what you give him and loving you just the same. So I recommend that you start doing some journaling. And here's a wonderful opportunity to get started. You know, get your journal, some paper, or you may even just want to type it if you want. So here's your homework assignment. I want you to think back when you were told or you discovered that you had dyslexia. Write down the plans and dreams you had. Tell God how it felt to make those plans and how you look forward to seeing them happen. This is an opportunity to just get it all out. Don't try to edit it. Don't try to edit your thoughts and feelings. Just get it all out on paper. Or you may just want to talk to a trusted friend about those thoughts and feelings. But the point is just to get it out and just let it be what it is. Don't try to fix it up. Don't try to make it pretty. Don't try to, like I said before, don't try to edit it. Just get it out. Release it. This is something that I used to do. I used to see myself with a box. And I would just dump in that box all of my thoughts and feelings. I would put a lid on that box and I would just take this box and as a gift I would give it to Christ. The wonderful thing about that is you will not, although you are giving something to Christ which which leaves your hands empty, he always fills it with himself. He will give you a gift back in return and that gift is his peace, that gift is his forgiveness, that gifts is his love, that gift could be whatever. Whatever you need, that's the gift you will return back. And that's the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty of Christ. So if you are experiencing some type of denial, if you are struggling with admitting that you have dyslexia, if you're struggling to admit how it has impacted your life, if you are struggling to, I don't know, accept that your dreams are not going to happen, because of dyslexia and how that's making you feel, 
this is a wonderful opportunity to take it to the Lord. I'm not even saying that you've never done this before, because if you're like me, you've had many conversations with God about your thoughts and feelings about dyslexia. I've been doing this for what, hmm, 20 years or more, and I'm still taking things to God about dyslexia. He is still uncovering places of denial. It's almost like denial and the, the different stages that we're going to be talking to have little fragments. Have you ever done a puzzle? I love to do large puzzles, like thousand piece puzzles. Let me tell you, <laughs> there's nothing more horrifying and frustrating to not be able to find a piece, especially if you have completed that puzzle and you don't know where that piece is. And it's more than likely it's going to be in the very center of that puzzle and there's no way you can fix it. That's dyslexia sometimes think that you have all the puzzle pieces together and you find out once you get it together, there's something missing. Don't be discouraged by that. Like I said before, we go through stages in our development and God is constantly preparing us to go in a deeper stage, even if he must go over something. And that is okay. Don't be, don't be put off by that. Just keep moving forward is my recommendation and my prayer for you. I'm going to stop at denial and the next one I'm going to deal with is anxiety. So look for that post to be coming soon, but take the time, take all the time you need to just really think about or re-examine if you need to this thing about denial and where you may be in denial. And I will make one other recommendation. The best person to ask the question, am I in denial about dyslexia? is Christ and he will tell you yes you are and he will tell you how you are or he will tell you you've gone this far but I want to take you a little further or he will say you're fine let's move on to the next stage and just be okay with that one of the things I love about the Lord if he tells me something especially if I'm not always cognitively aware of it and then he shares some information with me and I go with it I tell you the blessings, the door, the window is thrown open and you are so, it's like having one of those aha moments and then everything starts making sense. So let God be there for you and you will be tremendously blessed. Thank you once again for listening in on this particular podcast. We're going to be talking some more about grief, so stay tuned. There will be more. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Making Room for More. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging and inspiring adults with dyslexia to making more room for Christ in their life today.